and welcome to the 18th episode of the Embodied Living Yoga Podcast. I'm Shannon Elliott. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, Today is From the Couch Fridays, and I was thinking I really want an intro song for this that is not not slow and yogic, but something fun and fast, and uh, it's a little beyond my capabilities at the moment, so uh, it's, you know something that calls you, let me know, reach out. I'd be happy to um, to hire you. Uh, but we'll just pretend for a moment that I have like this really awesome intro song, super fast and fun. And there it is. And now we'll get started. Uh, so I was thinking this morning about how much time I wasted not being me. And the tricky or scary thing about that is that I didn't even know that I wasn't being myself until that aha moment, that grace moment, that moment of revelation where myself shined through. And then everything, the light bulb, the switch, right, just sort of comes on. And really uh, the most powerful thing that we can be is ourself. So the most powerful thing you can be is yourself. And so that that curiosity, you know, um, I think so much of this has to do with self-acceptance. And it had me thinking um, that there was, you know, just one particular example. There was a, a person in um, uh, in the yoga community that I, I didn't even know. Right. Literally, I maybe spoke three words to maybe well, maybe maybe somewhere between, I don't know, a little bit more than that. But the point is that this is an acquaintance, right? Someone that I've never hung out with, somebody that I've never spent any real time with. Um, And I created this story, right, about her, uh, that she was kind and composed and compassionate and just, you know, held held herself in a way um, that... Uh, the reality is, is that I wish I held myself, right? And she may be all of those things. I, I honestly have no idea, right? It's not about this person. It's that I spent a lot of time um, feeling inadequate, feeling insecure, feeling not good enough. And, and so much of that time was being spent because the reality was, is that I was having trouble accepting myself, right? For the personality traits that I may have. So really I wanted to be kind, more kind and more compassionate and more composed. And instead, you know, I, um, I wasn't, you know, I, I mean, it's not that I don't have kindness or compassion or composure in my life. I obviously do, but what I wasn't accepting is that who I am. Right. And I tend to be more, uh, passionate, I talk with my hands a lot. I get loud. Um, And I don't mean angry loud, uh, you know, although at times I do, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the the actual personality when I sit down with my friends um, and comparing myself to this idea of who I thought I should be, especially in the yoga world, right, is that I, I put myself in this position of feeling like I needed to be a certain way. Um... I think that the true real work is allowing yourself to actually feel what you are feeling and to accept that, right? Especially as, as, uh, 
Well, I was going to say as women, but I, I hope that we have men listening too. So I won't go too far down that path. But we want to make sure that we're um, we're embracing and accepting all parts of ourselves. That's the real self-love, right? To allow ourselves to be who we are. And I'm not saying, um, you know, run around being an angry, hateful person. No, but if we have anger and if we have things like this, you know, my personal tendency, and it's super vulnerable for me to say, but, you know, I don't, it's probably not a surprise for those of you that know me, but my personal tendency is that I'll veer, I can veer very easily towards anger. And that isn't what we want to say is okay. But anger is a part of me, right? It is part of me. And how do I how do I allow myself to sit with that and feel that? And the reality is for me, meditation is helping that extremely because in my meditation, I sit in space. And so when I'm allowing myself to practice sitting in space, what starts to happen in my day is that I can I can tone down so that things don't just explode because you know what I was trying to do? I was trying to be kind and composed all the time. And my personality is not kind and composed. So what do you do with the energy? Right. That we'll just go with composed because I'd like to actually think that I'm kind. <laughs> it's like maybe a bad example. But what do I what do you do with energy that is moving and and passion, right? We'll call it passion. Well, what do you do with that when you're trying to be composed? And if you're not naturally a composed person, what happens? What happened for me is that I get confined and I get confined and confined and confined and that sort of passion and feeling and loudness starts to build up and bubble and bubble and bubble. And then when it comes out, it's ugly. Right? When it comes out, it comes out as not just a little irritability, not just a heightened sense of um you know, standing up for myself or saying my feelings in the way that, you know, my personality actually allows for it. But when things would come out, they come out, uh, uh, you know, rageful or full of anger or, you know, just in a, a sense that this is not, then it's no longer useful, right? Because I was trying to be someone that I wasn't. And it's so interesting to me, you know, that really, truly, it, it never has anything to do with the other person. But just that transparency, you know, as human beings, uh, can we begin to start to really just be, you know, start to play with the idea that we're okay as we are, um, that all we have all these components, that's part of the human nature, right? We have all of these components inside of us. And how do we start to work with our own personalities? How do we get to be ourselves? I mean, this is the greatest gift of the yoga. You know, if you really begin to, to listen and to study and to get into it, you're going to start to see that that's ultimately what it's saying. Everything directs you back to yourself. And once you get deep into yourself, and, you know, uh, I used to always try to better myself, um, and that's exhausting. You know, and the people close to me would always say, my God, you're fine the way you are. And I'd be like, no, every day I got to do a little bit better. Um, and, you know, all of that betterment, it made me feel really bad about myself, you know, because I, I can't always do better. 
whatever that even means, right? Because I was the one defining that. And really, if I, the truth is, if I allow myself to be as I am, the reality is, this is the paradox, is that I am actually better. I am kinder. I am more compassionate. I am, you know, still the pieces of my personality that this is the difference that I've learned to love. Right? I don't think, oh, well, I have passion and I have a tendency, you know, maybe to feel really deeply, which allows me, you know, maybe I get irritated easily or things like that. And I don't think, um, I don't think that those are bad things. I don't think I'm bad because of those things anymore, you know, and, and with that acceptance, right, is that, um, and we all have our stuff, but I just, I always had this feeling that something was wrong. I was somehow flawed. You know, I wasn't worthy. And we could go back, you know, in psychology as to how that came about. It's not that big of a secret and it's not that hard to figure out. Um, but everything that I did, I, I just never felt like I belonged. You know, I never felt like I belonged. I didn't belong in the yoga world. I didn't belong as a yoga studio owner. Didn't belong in the relationship that I'm in. I did not belong in Princeton. I didn't belong, you know, in the house that I'm in. I didn't belong. I, I didn't deserve any of the things that I that I got, you know, that that were gifted to me. And the truth is, when we feel that way, we will do everything possible to to destroy it. It's a self sabotage mechanism, you know. Um, one of my teachers, Guru Jagat, always told well, not always, but she used to tell this story, which I thought was great. Is like if you believe you're, you know, everyone that whoever you're dating is an ex murderer, like you're going to turn them into that. So you get out of one relationship and you're like, I can't believe I dated an ex murderer, you know, and you get into another one and things are going fine for a while. And then at some point you'll do everything, including, you know, while the boyfriend's asleep, put the ax in his hand, cover him with blood or ketchup or whatever, and go running and screaming from the house. You know, oh my God, oh my God, like he's an ax murderer. And meanwhile, he's just sitting on the couch, you know, taking a nap. And this is what we do. And I, I can really speak to this because this is what I've done. And it had to do um, with my loop, my story, you know, what I believe to be true. And you create, you literally create this in your life. You turn the other person into whatever it is that you believe. So, um, you know, just, just that ability for me to begin to accept myself, guess what? It allowed me to accept other people. It allowed me to accept that I, you know, one, that I'm not all that different from other people. We all have our own things that come up, but the transparency right, of being who I am is really allowed so much healing um, and I was, uh, I cannot, I want to say maybe this was a Brene Brown thing. Um, and I apologize if it's not, but we'll, we'll go with that. And she was saying, you know, in order for forgiveness to really happen, something has to die. And I thought that was brilliant because this is, I, you see this in, in anything, right? It's not just forgiveness, but I think in order for healing to happen, something has to die, you know, and that's really hard for us. I mean, I, I have 
friends, you know, and I've had the experience too, where I have, I have things going on maybe with my health. Right. And I, I've actually watched this with friends and I know it's not black and white and it's not so simple. Right. But we get attached to our identity, right? Our identity might become say our sickness, right? And even though at the very core that, well, maybe not at the very core, but even though we really, really, really want to heal, we want to get better. Our identity has become attached to the the disease or the dis-ease, right? Our identity becomes attached to it. And it is scary, you know, to let go, to actually have something in our life die in order to heal. Something in our life die in order to forgive. You know, I, I mean, I've had this with forgiveness, especially. I mean, I've hold on, I held on to sucker, like I hold on to the thing. I've held on way too long to certain things in my life. Um, and I wonder now, as I think about it this way, is it that fear of like, what, what's, what happens, right? What happens when I actually forgive? Well, one, I'm free of that, right? That's beautiful. But the other thing is there's an opening and a vulnerability and a window to be closer to people. You know, the, the, the fear of getting hurt again. You can't get hurt again when all you're doing is holding on to the hurt from before. I mean, there's no room. Right? And it's the same thing, I think, when we have some illness that we're fighting. And I'm talking in general, so please, you know, be aware of that. I'm not saying it's this simple. It's one component, right, is that something has to die. And there's a whole new identity when we've been attached to whatever it is that we are, you know, and then that identity dies, you know, what actually, what actually is, is there, you know, what, what are you left with? So something that the yoga talks about is that it's the journey, you know, it's the journey of the process and it's not actually getting the getting of the thing, right? We've all been there, uh, whether it's, I mean, sometimes it's like the physical pose, right? Like we've been working towards, say, crow pose or something, and we work and we work and we work and we work and we work. And then all of a sudden you get it and you're like, oh, well, that was easy, right? It wasn't easy. It was the journey, all the little steps before, and then you get it and then it's there, you know? And we do this all the time. We work so hard and hard and hard and we get the thing and we're like, oh, all right, well, what's next? You know, and so if we think that it's the getting of the thing that's going to make us happy, we're really going to be um, repeatedly disappointed. It's not the it's not the getting of the thing. It's the actual journey. And so all that I'm sharing, although I'm bouncing around a little right, what I'm trying to share is that all this journey is um, it's in the journey. You know, and all these things and these life lessons and the beauty of that is that it really is in the journey. And so uh, don't get wrapped up in thinking that the thing is going to make you happy. Again, I know it's easier said than done, but I've been there and I get the things and it's not the thing, right? Whether it's a relationship or an actual material thing or something inside, right? There is no place to get to 
It's the experience we're here as human beings and living life for a reason. Right? So, um, I was thinking about um, something that I really liked that Wayne Dyer was saying. Uh, I am is the the name of God or the divine or whatever you want to say. You know, um, they talk about this a lot in the Yoga Sutras and, and lots of religion, right? I am, I am, I am. And so uh, to be very careful with how we use that sentence, right? How we say what we what we are, right? Because we're also inviting in this higher divinity as well. And so it's, again, that self-fulfilling prophecy, right? I am uh, unlovable, right? I am depressed. I am unworthy. I am someone who, you know is sick all the time. I am sad, right? And think about that when you think about that in the form of God or divine, okay? So I I don't want to, I don't want to push anyone away by using that word. So we'll use the word divine or nature or um, something higher, okay? But I am Right. Instead of saying I am not what I want, right? The divine will offer you what you align with. So this is an alignment practice, which is so related to yoga. Right. So it's not I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. That's just continuing to put it into the future. And so it's like always going to be out of your grasp. But I am. What are you aligning with today? It doesn't even matter if you don't feel it. This is part of that practice. I am happy. I am fulfilled. I am beautiful. I am radiant. I am expansive. I am infinite. I'm not talking about... um, wishing or suppressing but these are nice ways to shift you know they talk about this in the yoga sutras you know when something's going one way you can turn it around by flipping the thought so this doesn't happen instantly and it's not going to happen all the time right but part of that practice and part of the journey for me is being able to catch that right i'm not saying that i want to be better I'm not trying to be something I'm not. The reality is we are all those things. And so when we can align with those things, you get yourself right with the universe. I think that's a beautiful teaching. So that last piece, that just reminder to allow yourself to be who you are to really be curious about getting in touch with that and allowing for that self-acceptance, allowing for the the surrender and allowing to get to know, right? To be honest and transparent and that you're totally okay. 
right? Exactly as you are, even with the pieces that you may not like all that much. And we all have those pieces, every single one of us. And the reality is in the yoga world, I think that the, the, the truth is, is that we're also aware of them that, you know, we need to talk about it because when you're in a state where you're meditating or you're spending time with yourself or, you know, we're doing all these practices. And so all these things are coming up and we go, oh my God, you know, what is all this? It was there before you sat down, right? It is a part of you and it's a part of everyone else, whether they are aware of it or not, right? So just know that, especially in the yoga world. It's not all love and light. If it's, you know, there's a shadow to things and and that's okay, right? We, we want to be aware of the shadows, but we also want to feed the light. I am fulfilled. I am happy. I am divine. I am radiant. Right? And I just totally flipped out of my kids. Well, crap. You know? Okay. Sorry. Right? Transparent. I'm sorry. I didn't. I, you know, yelling was not the best way to handle that situation. I love you. Right? Unconditional love. Now let's move forward because I am radiant. I am divine. I am beautiful. I am kind. I am love. And then something else comes up and it kind of brings you back into that, you know, oh man, there's another opportunity, right? It's not an opportunity to change. It's not, not an opportunity to better. It's an opportunity of awareness. Get to know yourself. What is your personality? What are your passions? What are your makeups? Because we're made very differently. We forget this as adults, you know, but we all see it in children. I mean, if you've ever been pregnant, you know, before that child comes out, the personality is already set. I mean, it's very clear the difference between, you know, one child and another in the womb. And then when they come out, yes, there's lots of things that we're adding. You know, there's lots of things that we're teaching. There's lots and lots of things. But there is a personality and a makeup to children that is is part of them. That is what they are born with. That's the part that we're getting back in touch with. And that's what we're doing as adults. So if there's something I can leave you with today, one, it is the honoring of exactly where you are to allow yourself this work to feel what you are feeling, to not waste another second, not being exactly who you are. Give yourself that gift, be who you are. And maybe play with that Wayne Dyer suggestion. I am divine. I am fulfilled. I am love. So thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for listening. If you liked what you heard from the Couch Fridays, um, please subscribe. It helps so much. And ratings and feedback would really, really help. Um, and you can reach out to me directly, Shannon at onyxyogastudio.com. 
You can check my website, shannonelliotyoga.com. I'm also Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and if you are in the New Jersey area, you please come and visit us at Onyx Yoga Studio. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thanks again.